Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Checking in about food allergies and introducing allergenic foods. And have you done peanut with your baby yet? Well, intact nuts and thick globs of nut butters like peanut butter are choking hazards for babies, but we want to get that peanut protein into your baby early and often in order to help lower the risk of peanut allergy down the road. My absolute favorite way to introduce peanuts for babies is using the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs. So When you hear puffs, like you're probably like, oh, those starchy little puff things. Like, no, no, no. Not the little ones that earlier eaters can't pick up. Those kind of crappy puffs from the store that have added sugar and refined grains and lots of salt. Uh uh. The Puffworks baby peanut puffs have no added sugar. They have just a smidge of sodium for preservatives, and they are the perfect size for baby led weaning. They're about the size of your adult pinky finger. So, you can, baby can pick them up, self-feed them, but they're so soft that they dissolve in your baby's mouth so you can introduce these peanut puffs even before your baby has teeth. Puffworks also makes a baby almond puff for the safe introduction of a separate allergenic food category. That's tree nuts. And now, finally, Puffworks put out a combo case. So it's half baby peanut and half baby almond. So if you want to grab one case, then you can knock out two new allergenic foods. We do these on different days, though. These are just the no-stress, low-mess way to get peanut and tree nut out of the way. So you can get 15% off everything at puffworks.com when you use the affiliate discount code BLWPOD. That's a new code. It's BLWPOD. Use that sucker at checkout at puffworks.com and get peanut and tree nut safely out of the way. And if you take into consideration the size capacity of your typical high chair that is designed for a toddler, but you are trying to feed your infant in it, if you look at where the tray lies, oftentimes the tray will be above your baby's nipple line. That is a level at which they don't have the full range of motion. They're not able to adequately cross their midline. The skill sets that we need in order to promote independent eating, the tray is essentially preventing them from doing that. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. Does the high chair that your baby currently sits in when they eat meals, does it have a tray? There are a lot of benefits to ditching the tray when you are doing baby-led weaning. And in this episode, I want to share three reasons to ditch the high chair tray and then one reason not to. Now, a lot of parents think by default, oh, all high chairs come with a tray, but they don't. And actually the two high chairs that I use and recommend, both were designed by the same designer and initially originally intended to not have a tray. So I'm talking about the Stoka Trip Trap high chair, as well as the Nomi high chair. They were both designed by noted Scandinavian designer, Peter Opsvik. Now, we had one of Peter's ergonomists on the podcast way, way, way back in episode 92, 
Kirsty Vondross is an ergonomist who helped design some of these chairs, and she's talking about how to choose a safe seat. And she went through some of the history of this with me, explaining why Peter designed these chairs to not have a tray. And the notion being that it allows the child to sit in the chair, but be pulled up to the table and participate in meals from their first bites. So those two chairs, the Trip Trap and the Nomi, sometimes parents get annoyed because they'll get the chair and be like, dude, but it doesn't have a tray. Like, yeah, you have to buy the tray separately. Now, the manufacturer has gone and added a tray because there is one particular situation when you would need the high chair tray, and we'll talk about that today. But originally, again, those baby led weaning high chairs designed not to have a tray. If it has a proper design, your baby can safely get away without a tray. Sometimes the parents are like, well, well, then what holds the baby in? The tray is not a safety mechanism, okay? The tray is oftentimes what parents think, oh, that's what I put the food on. But I wanna share three reasons why you might consider ditching the tray if you have a chair that's safe for your baby to be pulled up to the table. The first one is with regards to your baby's range of motion. If you've noticed with most high chairs, they are too big for early eaters. They are purposely designed for toddlers because if the high chair fit your infant, okay, who at six months of age is starting solid foods, they would grow out of it so quickly and you would be so annoyed because you're gonna have to go out and buy another chair that fits them. So manufacturers make high chairs that are for toddlers. And then you say, oh, I'm gonna put my baby in here, but you have to do some modifications. So we share how most times your six-month-old is gonna be swimming in a typical high chair, even the Nomi and the Trip Trap, some of the tiniest babies that I've worked with. You have to roll up towels or receiving blankets to prop the baby. You have to add something sometimes to the footrest so that their feet can be resting flat. Like these chairs are not designed to perfectly fit your baby. But the chairs that are so big where the baby is swimming around in them and that have the tray on them, oftentimes the tray is going to be at the level when the baby is sitting in the chair where the tray is above their nipple line. If the tray is above your the baby's nipple line, the baby does not have the ability to have the proper range of motion in order to adequately participate in self-feeding, which is the crux of baby-led weaning. So if we can take the tray off, okay, and if you take the tray off, it's imperative then if it has a strap system that the baby is strapped in so that they don't fall out. In the Nomi high chair and the trip trap, you don't need the straps early on in self-feeding because your six-month-old baby is not crawling and they're not going to go anywhere and they're not going to climb out of that high chair. They also have a plastic guard that restrains the baby. Some of the other chairs, if you take the tray off and then you don't use the straps, the baby could fall out because there's not a plastic restraining guard, the little, I call it the baby jail, but it's the little plastic guard that keeps the baby in when you don't need the straps. So if you can take the tray off, and a lot of times I'll do Zooms or I'll do FaceTimes with parents on parent calls, and they'll show me their high chair setup, and the baby sometimes is barely able to get their, their head above the tray. There's no way that they can reach their hands up and eat adequately. We need your baby to be able to cross their midline And that means that the eating surface is needing to be at or around their nipple line or even slightly below. So you can always prop the baby up to elevate them. So put them on pillows or books or whatever the case may be so that they get up there if you absolutely have to use the tray or in many cases, take the tray off, bring the baby up to the table, keep them strapped in so they don't fall out. So the first reason to ditch the high chair tray is that that tray can prevent the adequate range of motion that we know babies need in order to succeed with baby led weaning. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. The second problem with the tray is that in many cases, a baby sitting in a high chair with a tray on it is isolated to mealtimes on their own. So this prevents family interaction and actually promotes isolation at meals. And it breaks my heart when I see setups or pictures or families will send me, okay, this is my current feeding situation. And the baby's over in the corner of the kitchen by themselves with a tray on the high chair and mom is somewhere else and the rest of the family is somewhere else eating. One of the benefits of the baby-led approach, of course, is that the baby can participate in mealtimes from their first bites. We, of course, never want to leave the baby unattended, right? If your baby is going to choke on food, it will be silent. No air is passing through. They will turn blue or purple, and you will not hear them choke. You need to be observing them. So when they're all sitting at the table, your other children, the other people in the family, yourself, you're more easily able to observe your baby for any potential signs of choking. So we want that family interaction at mealtimes, not to mention greater chance of you being able to adequately observe your baby if you're sitting at the table with them and not having them isolated by themselves in the chair with the tray over on the other side of the room. A third consideration for why you might want to ditch the high chair tray is because many of the newer high chairs, which are really focusing on having smaller footprints, so taking up less room in your kitchen. Like, have you seen some of the old school high chairs? They're like, like, oh my gosh, just take it like, half of my kitchen. The smaller, newer ones also come with smaller trays. Now, in that podcast episode that I mentioned previously, episode 92, where we talked about how to choose a safe seat for your baby to eat with Kirstie Vondras, we talked a lot about the tip test, which is what high chairs in the United States need to pass in order to be approved for safety so that they don't tip over backwards. So there are newer chairs that have slightly smaller footprints that also pass the tip test, But as a result, the trays are often smaller. So sometimes there's trays on the high chair that can't even accommodate the suction mat or bowl that you're using. And we want the baby eating out of the suction mat or bowl. From the baby-led weaning standpoint, there are many benefits to using a suction mat or bowl to promote independent eating. If you just put the food directly on the tray or the table, your early eater who does not yet have their pincer grasp, they don't have any barrier against which They can use their whole hand grasp to rake or scoop that food up and into their mouth. They just smash the food down with their little dinosaur hands and they rub it all over the table or the tray and they get frustrated because they can't pick the food up and feed themselves. And then the parents get frustrated like, what's happening? This baby can't even pick this food up. This isn't working. I'm just going to go back to spoon feeding. We don't want that to happen. With the suction mats or bowls, I like the ones from the brand Easy Peasy. They make the original silicone suction mats and bowls. 
the easy peasy products have a pliable silicone barrier. It's very flexible so that the baby can rake and scoop that food out and up and into their mouth. But if your tray isn't big enough to support those, and and they're relatively small, the tiny bowl is a very small five ounce bowl. The mini bowl is an eight ounce bowl. And the mini mat is quite small. It has an oval footprint. But on some of the newer high chair trays, they don't fit, especially on the portable trays. That's kind of a different story. And we did a whole different podcast episode on portable high chairs. If you guys are interested in that, the portable high chairs are a little bit different, but a lot of families end up using them either when their baby is growing into their current high chair, it's way too big and doesn't fit, or if they need like a temporary high chair that they're using at grandma's house or whatever the case may be. So if you wanna learn more about portable high chairs, I've shared my favorite portable high chairs for feeding on the go. That's in episode 379. Another consideration with regards to the suction mats and bowls is that some of the trays, the manufacturers put a lining on the tray that prevents the easy peasy products from sticking to them. So I don't work for easy peasy. I'm an affiliate for them, but people will write and ask questions and say, well, what if my easy peasy products are not sticking on my tray? They did a couple of adjustments to some of these trays from some of the bigger brands recently and the products don't stick. Well, there's a thin film on the tray that prevents the sticking. If you take the tray off and you bring the baby up to the table, if you have a clean, flat, dry, surface on your table, the easy peasy products will stick to them. Now I know that's easier said than done, right? We're talking about baby led weaning. It is neither clean nor dry, but if you can get the surface clean and dry, then the suction will help. If you have a distressed tabletop, so let's say you have like a cool wood tabletop, but it has like divots and grooves in it, the easy peasy products, nothing suction is going to stick to that because you need that flat surface. So what I'll do in that case is I'll take a large cutting board that is a smooth, flat, dry surface and put it down on top of the distressed wood table and then put the easy peasy products on top of that. Pull the baby up to the table. If it is a chair that doesn't have a plastic baby guard, the baby would need to be strapped in so they don't fall out. If it's the Trip Trap or the Nomi or some of the other brands that do have the little plastic baby guard, then you don't need the straps for your earlier eaters. The high chair brands always tell you, oh, strap the baby in at all times. But my recommendation is when you are just starting out with solid foods and your baby is six months of age, hopefully you've taken an infant refresher CPR course, choking is a very rare but real risk. And if your baby is to have a choking incident, you want to be able to extract that baby very quickly from the high chair, right? You do not want to be fumbling with the straps that they don't even need, by the way, because they can't crawl out of the chair yet at six months of age. Okay, so if they're restrained by the baby guard early on in self-feeding, that's perfectly acceptable without using the straps. Now, as soon as that baby starts climbing and crawling, yeah, you got to put the straps on for safety purposes. But at that point, you're much, much more confident in your baby's ability to self-feed and the risk of choking has gone down a lot because your baby has had significant practice with different textures and foods by that point. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So three reasons to ditch the high chair tray, prevents the range of motion, prevents family interaction and promotes isolation. And then the third one is that because of the limited space accommodations, and many times the tray will interfere with the ability to have the suction mats or bowls adequately 
fit and or suction, which we do recommend in order to promote independent eating. Now, the one reason when you can't or would not want to ditch the high chair tray is if you have a counter height or bar height table. Okay, I mentioned the tip test earlier that high chairs pass the tip test and when they do, they are allowed to be sold in the United States and the EU has different requirements with regards to safety in high chairs. And so some of the high chair brands make different modifications when they bring the chair to the United States, but no high chair would pass the tip test for a counter height or bar height table. The footprint of that high chair would be so big that nobody would ever buy that high chair. Let's say you have the Trip Trap or the Nomi high chair. They don't elevate the seat. They have an adjustable seat, but it doesn't go so high that it would fit to your counter height or bar height table, which is higher than your traditional standard height table. And as a result, the baby wouldn't have that range of motion. They can't reach the table to eat off of the table. So in that case, you would need to get the tray. So if you are looking at purchasing a Trip Trap or a Nomi high chair, know that they come standard without a tray. If you want a tray, you have to pay extra for it. And I know parents get so mad about that. But the point is with those chairs, if you have a regular height table, you don't need a tray, right? Just pull the baby up to the table and eat with the family from the first bites. But if you have a bar height or counter height chair, then you can't work without the tray. For families that have bar height or counter height tables, or like we're only gonna feed the baby at the counter, then those high chairs, the portable ones that either clip onto the counter or that you would put onto an adult bar stool where you affix the portable chair with straps to the back and the bottom of the bar stool, those can be made safe if the baby's feet are resting flat to bring up to the counter height or bar height table. With the ones that are dangling, if the feet are dangling, like when you clip the high chair onto the counter, you sometimes have to put your adult bar stool or chair underneath the baby's feet and then stack boxes or books so you can make a footrest but you can get a baby to safely eat at a counter or bar height table, just not with a standard high chair. You're gonna need the tray for that. So I hope you guys have some new thoughts about the high chair tray. I would love to know more if you are bringing your baby up to the chair or if you're using the tray and what's working for you. Send me a DM. I'm on Instagram at babyledweenteam. I'll put the show notes for this episode at blwpodcast.com forward slash 399. I'll share a bunch of other high chair related episodes there as well. I'll also link to the Nomi high chair and the Trip Trap if you want to check them out. And I want to say a special thank you to our partners at Airwave Media. If you like podcasts that feature food and science and using your brain, check out some of the podcasts from Airwave. We're online at blwpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.